welcome to this episode of the This is Believeland Real Browns Fans Podcast. I am your host, James Mastrucci, and back after a week is my co-host, Jordan Cohen. Jordan, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much. I'm uh, really glad to be back. It seems like life has maybe calmed down for me for a minute, so it's good to be back. It's a crazy week. Yeah, it's you know, sometimes that's what happens. Life comes in the way, but you know what? Uh, did a couple solo ones. Just nice, sweet to the point, but sometimes it's just better to have a conversation with someone. You know, I, I, I like listening to myself talk as much as the next person, but sometimes I just like to bounce ideas off another person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's kind of always, it's fun to do this. It's like, you know, I, I think about the Browns enough, so might as well like get it out on a podcast. Yeah, and uh, that, that's a good way to put it. And before we get into anything, real quick, remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor. This is BelieveOne.com, RealBrownsFans.com. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Browns are hosting the Cardinals uh, this Sunday. What is your initial thoughts on this? Uh, I'm going to make it short and sweet. If Nick Chubb isn't playing, which Nick Chubb is not playing, I think the Browns are going to lose. I think Arizona is really, really good this year. I think Kyler Murray is playing incredibly. I think, and we were talking about this pre-pod, but like for all of the flaws and issues I've had with Cliff Kingsbury over the past few years, he's done a really good job this year. I know Zach Ertz won't be playing, but that was definitely a hole. No, I mean, I, I think the Cardinals are really good, and I think without Nick Chubb, the Browns are in a lot of trouble. I agree with you on Nick Chubb, and real quick on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I'm not ready to retract everything I've thought and said about Cliff Kingsbury and about his ability as a coach, but it's on the way. Uh, he's doing everything yeah, no, I mean, he was supposed here. to do. Uh, this is yeah. what he was advertised as. Yep, exactly. But it's like it's not even like, oh, he's doing well, but it's just like weird. Like this isn't what you expected. It's like this is exactly what like the Cliff Kingsbury proponents were saying he would be. So. I mean, I, I think he's done really well. I, I I am not ready to retract. I do think at some point the Cardinals are going to come back down to earth. But right now, they're really good. And the Browns aren't playing the Cardinals that are down to earth. They're playing this Cardinals. Yeah, they're playing the Cardinals team that's the only undefeated team. And uh, they're playing pretty damn well. Yep. Oh, no, they deserve to be undefeated. Oh, they're not, absolutely. Like, it's not like the Vikings, where I guess the Vikings were the opposite. You know what? It's not like it's not like the Browns, where they should be like one and four. Um, like like the Cardinals deserve to be undefeated. They do. I was also going to say it's not like the the Broncos and Raiders when they were three and zero to start right. the year. Then you know uh, they turned into a pumpkin real quick. Um, yep. But <clears throat> you mentioned this, and this was the big news of the day. Nick Chubb is out this week. That's a big blow for this Browns offense. Um, we have seen a Kevin Stefanski Browns offense without Nick Chubb before. And yikes is the way I'll put it. Um, the focus of the Browns offense is the rushing attack. Uh, people keep trying to say, oh, it's... Comp-. No, it's their, their run-based team, even if it's uh, pass sets or getting the play action. Run sets everything up. As old school as that sounds, it's just the fact of how this offense works. And last year when the Browns didn't have Nick Chubb, there was a four game stretch really early in the season. Uh, their rushing yards per game average dropped by 70 and a half yards. They were averaging 166 with Nick Chubb and 95.5 without Nick Chubb. 
that's alarming. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, right? It's alarming. But, like, here's the thing. Nick Chubb is the best outside zone running back in the NFL. That's why the Browns mm-hmm. running offense this year, like, when you look at the EPA per play stats, the Browns aren't just, like, a historically good rushing offense. They are quite literally the best rushing offense of all time so far this season. Yeah, and, you know, when like, it this comes continues, to— They will end up as the best rushing offense of all time. And, and, and that's that. And when it comes to EPA per play, it's not friendly to the running game. It, it usually no, not at all. no, I mean, like, this is what's crazy. I think the Browns are averaging almost as much EPA per play running as they are passing. Um, so... And I can pull that up for a fact really quickly. But um, generally, I mean, generally speaking, those aren't even close. Like, no matter kind of... I mean, no, no, no matter, like, who... It, like, no matter what the team is, it's not never that close. And the Browns are really, really close. Uh, most of the time, uh, it seems like when it comes to that stat, like teams rushing attacks have a negative, which right. I mean, it, it's designed that way, right? It, yeah. So it, it, it's not the it, be all end all stat, but it's it's something interesting to just kind of monitor to see how effective and right. the, the Browns are in that department. Right. I I mean I think that it's I I am really worried, and I think. It is not, and, like, I think the Browns are not, like, so, I, I don't know, like, I, I think Nick Chubb is really important to that, and I know that sounds like, of course Nick Chubb's important to that, man, but, like, I really, like, don't think this team, so, right, so, here we go, I got it, so, right now, uh, on EPA per play, the Browns are at, so rush success rate versus expected points added. So mm-hmm. uh, rush success rate, they're close to 50%, which means like 50% of the plays are like, like what you would consider a successful run based. I think it's like four yards it with 10 yards to go or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then rush efficiency. So uh, expected points added per play, they're over 0.2, mm-hmm. which I mean, basically means if you run the ball 20 times, right mm-hmm. you are adding four points mm-hmm. just from running the ball and yeah. that's on a stat that's not friendly to running the ball yeah i mean like that's absurd man like that that is literally absurd and that's a lot to do with nick chubb and i know cream hunt's having a great year i'm not taking anything away for cream hunt i just i, I think cream part of what makes cream hunt play so well is having nick chubb Mm-hmm. Right, because Kareem Hunt's not running against an energized defense. He's not. You're right. And uh, something else to add: they're they're two completely different styles of runners, and what they are asked to do is entirely different. Okay. Kareem Hunt may be the best gap scheme runner in the NFL, but like we don't run a lot of gaps, and they're gonna right. have to because I, I like the problem the Browns are gonna have is the reason the Browns run so much outside zone is that it's great for play. Like, it looks the same as play action. Yes. So when you have no Nick Chubb, you are basically telling Kareem Hunt, either you have to figure out a way how to be good on these outside zone plays, or you give up the play action. And we can't give up the play action. And Kareem Hunt is, like, he doesn't have the best vision in the world. He's incredible at hitting a hole as fast and strong as he can. Mm -hmm. But he just doesn't have great vision. Like, I'm not saying he's dumb. He's not. But, like, he just doesn't have great vision. Um, and Nick Chubb does. And so I think they're going to be in for it. I think like they were last year when Chubb got hurt. 
Yeah, and, and what I'll say about Kareem Hunt, and I've said it before, he is like the, the greatest running back at running in a straight line as hard as he can. Okay? No, I, he, seriously, he is. You, you want him to run in a straight line at full go, and hopefully there's a gap there. If not, he's going to drag somebody with him for four yards. He's your guy. He's the best in the NFL at that. But, like, we just don't do that a lot. I mean, they really don't need to. They have Nick Chubb. <laughs> Right, exactly. But exactly. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna test Baker Mayfield. And I have his numbers from that same stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he completed just over sixty percent of his passes. He averaged one hundred ninety six point three yards a game, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah, it's o- gonna be bad over a four game stretch. And <clears throat> he was throwing the ball a little bit farther downfield last year. Uh, not necessarily in this They're gonna stretch. They're going to In that stretch. I mean, I, I, can I tell you, that there's a potential problem here. Uh, there's supposed to be some pretty decent wins on Sunday, uh, like 20-mile-an-hour wins. Yeah, you, you. Uh, Who do you trust more to throw the ball downfield, uh, Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray? Because uh, to me, it's well, Kyler. What I'll say even beyond that, right, I mean, yes. But beyond that, I don't. I think Baker won't even try it, given how he's played this year. Oh, I he, just I don't believe he'll even try it. He really hasn't tried it all that much this year. Right, I know, and he's not going to do it in 20 mile an hour win. So mm-hmm. I think the disadvantage the Browns are going to have is the Cardinals are going to be like, okay, so you're telling us you don't have Nick Chubb, so you can't run outside zone, right? Which means we're not even going to bite on play action anymore. And if mm-hmm. you beat us, you beat us. But we're just going to go for the pass every time. So. If, Kareem Hunt beats on run, he beats us. Um, and then on top of that, we're not going to defend deep either. So we're just going to stay. We're going to be playing this like four three ish base, but really like it. It will mute the secondary and the linebackers will mutate into one unit, and we're just going to play cover three all game long. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're going to do. I mean, it, it seems logical. It, it really does. Yeah. I mean, if he's not going to test you deep, why why guard deep? Right. Right. There's no reason for it. I mean, and, and listen, it's not like the deep throws haven't been there, right? You had the whole thread about how much OBJ was getting open uh, last week against Chargers. Yeah, he was he he was open a lot. It wasn't just open. He was getting wide open. There was Baker could have like delayed a throw to this dude and been totally fine. That's how open he was getting. He wasn't looking at him. It's not OBJ. I, I, I said this. I was having beers with some friends tonight, and I said straight up, I was like, listen, I so I was the only Browns fan there. There's a Falcons fan and a Packers fan. I said, I know this sounds crazy. If you told me, gun to my head, I had to trade OBJ or, or Baker, and that I get what I think is a fair deal for either, I'm trading Baker. Mm-hmm. They, probably, they probably thought you were nuts. Right. I, no, I mean, well, they were kind of like, oh, that like you haven't had a quarterback in forever. It's like, well, yeah, and like I don't want to just get rid of Baker for nothing. Like, ideally, you get a quarterback back, right? I, I'm probably not trading either of them unless you can get a quarterback. But... I think OBJ is not the problem. OBJ is getting open. He is open. He is and he's running the right routes. 
he, yes. I mean, a, a lot of people wanted to, to focus on the, the, the drop on fourth and two with OBJ. And they completely omit the fact that that play was not supposed to go to OBJ to begin with, one. Because you can tell Baker, as soon as he got the ball and looked to his left, he was getting ready to fire to hunt. And he clutched right. the ball. Once he clutched the ball, OBJ was like, all right, my time to run the route's done. Is there someone to block, possibly? And he realized right. that Baker still had the ball. And he's like, oh, shit, I gotta still run my route now. Right. And listen, like, I think if you were to ask OBJ, he would have said he should have read that better. Um, but it wasn't just OBJ's fault on that play. No, it wasn't. Right? Like, that's the Brett Coleman video, right? Like, when OBJ's at his worst, it's both of them are misfiring. It's not just OBJ. Yeah. And oftentimes, OBJ's at his best. And it's just ba- Baker, for whatever reason, I can't... I had so many theories, right? I mean, my favorite theory was OBJ's given so much freedom in the offense, Baker just doesn't know where to throw. That's not the case anymore. It's I, not. I, no. I, don't know what the, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't. I uh, it's not OBJ's fault anymore. It's not like random miscommunication. It's not a chemistry thing, man. Like, so, like Baker is afraid to throw the ball to him. He or is. just isn't seeing him. It, it, it's, I'll, I'll say it's both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. He, he, I, he's not looking for him. He's not seeing him. But when he does see him, he's not throwing him the ball. And the times no, he I'm does, not, it's like yeah. a shit pass. Right. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. What's going to happen if this continues, even if the Browns make the playoffs, is at some point OBJ is going to get whiny and all of Browns Twitter is going to be like, trade the guy. Here's what I'm going to say. If you're OBJ, you are right now in the prime of your career. You are an NFL player. In reality, OBJ probably is not going to be in the league five years from now. Or if he is, it'll be as like a glorified slot receiver. Right, mm-hmm. which may be the most likely route, but OBJ has not had a good NFL quarterback since he entered the league. And if I'm OBJ and I'm playing like this right now, I, I I'll stick it out through the season. But then I'm demanding a trade. Yeah, because what what you don't want to do is, if you're OBJ, you don't want to bring up all of the bad traits you've shown previously. And have that be ammo or um, reasons for a team not to trade for him. Because since he's come to Cleveland, he hasn't been a problem. Okay? No, and I think he'll continue that. He may make a statement or two, but I don't think he'll be a problem. But I think come summer, if this is continued all season, Baker cannot get him the ball, OBJ's out. He's going to demand a trade. Which which is a damn shame. It, it really is. It is, but I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. But, you know, you look at, I've said it before, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is the most talented receiver to ever play for this franchise, okay? Oh. 100%. Yeah. And we have a quarterback who can't get the most talented receiver ever in this team's history, the ball? I'm sorry, that's not the receiver's fault. No, and like, OBJ is just as talented as Devontae Adams. And they're getting open at the same rate five yards down the field. All of their advanced stats are identical. Yeah, one guy leads the league in receiving. The other guy is a complete afterthought. Right, but it's not the other guy's fault, right? Like, Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers. Fair. Point taken. Aaron Rodgers is not playing as well this year as he did last year, but fair. Point taken. 
I'm sorry. Baker, this has to change. Baker needs to just, I don't buy this excuse anymore. Like, I I am not as extreme on Baker's terrible on a lot of these different kind of like, some of the trends I've seen on Twitter, like, I don't think are right. I don't think it's hitting the nail on the head on why I'm worried about Baker. Why I'm worried about Baker right now is he can't get the best receiver in the NFL the ball. Yeah. Or the or at least one of the most talented receivers in the NFL and the best receiver in this history, the history of this franchise. And you and I are both willing to eat it, eat it here a little bit because like we both were like, oh, we're not sure OBJ is coming back hundred no, percent. Yeah. he's been incredible. Yeah, he has been. Uh, I this is so much better than I could have imagined. Uh, yeah, he, like I am willing to eat crow here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's played better for this year than he did the past two years. And we have a quarterback who's settled into checkdown mode for every yeah. single pass. I mean, honestly, if I'm Kevin Stefanski and this is going to be a thing, I am switching Odell's roots. I'm telling Odell, like, listen, I'm sorry, but, like, the only way we can get you the ball is if you're running slants and, like, crossing routes. They're going to have to. Check down screens. I mean, it's absurd to say that that's what they're going to have to do. Like, it's absurd. It, it, it really but is. That maybe that but that's where we're at. We've, I mean, uh, I've written a couple things about it. You know, I, I, I published a kind of a deep dive into the box score of of Baker Mayfield because so many people were uh, triumphing his performance in that game. I'm like, listen, he really didn't play that good. Like, that was a lie. No, he was against Chargers. I, I don't know. No, he was not good. That, like, that was a lie. He threw tons of of checkdowns. His average depth of target was 5.2 yards. Yeah. I, and, like, it's funny. Uh, there was a Twitter debate the two of us took part in uh, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, it was about Baker versus Jimmy Garoppolo, and you brought up this great stat, which is, like, Baker's had one year where he's actually thrown the ball downfield. That was last year. Yeah. Otherwise, his entire NFL career, including also his college career, by the way, Ooh, I didn't know he that had not thrown the ball deep. Can I, can I tell you uh, uh, can I tell you something that's pretty unpopular? Hmm. Baker Mayfield's arm strength is incredibly overrated. I I think his arm strength's fine. I, his ability to throw deep is incredibly overrated. I I think people see the the throws that he like he lasers in on the run and goes oh he's got a strong arm. I think it's incredibly overrated. I really do. I, it, to me, it's like Brady Quinn, like. Can Baker throw the ball 60 yards? 100%. I don't doubt that, right? Can he throw a bolt pass? Yeah, 100%. I don't doubt that. The problem is his vision is so, like, it, it has not improved. And NFL teams know that, right? So they defend him the same way they defended him for three years now. And Baker can't see deep plays. Like, this is what people don't get. Like, Baker's so bad under pressure. He is so bad. Like, Baker's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL under pressure. Mm-hmm. He is so bad that they can't do deep dropbacks, which means when Baker has to throw long, he is throwing with hands in his face. Mm-hmm. And that makes anticipation so much more important, right? So like, why is Pat, why does Pat Mahomes do these seven strap dropbacks? So you can see the field. Yeah. Baker, you can't do that because when you do that, you have to deal with pressure. And so with Baker, they're doing this rollout, these rollouts, and like it's what they have to do. They, these short drop back, quick mm-hmm. slants, 
But I, like, the, you can't throw the ball deep. He you can't. can't. You cannot rely, frequently do that. Maybe one, two, three times a game on rollouts, you can get a deep pass. But like, even the best quarterback's only going to make that deep pass sixty-six percent of the time. So two out of three. Baker isn't Pat Mahomes, right? So Baker, you're talking one out of three. I mean, that's the problem. And can I tell you a secret here with with Baker? He is being pressured at 18, 18.1% of his dropbacks this year. That's a career low. Yeah, no, I know. And he's been sacked 13 times already through five games. If that sack number continues, it'll be a career high 44 sacks. Yeah, I... This, is, and it's, I'm sorry, like, I have seen... For, I, and I've come on this podcast every week. I Like, we come on, right, and we do the recap or the preview. Mm-hmm. And every time I say... Listen, Stefanski, does he bear like 5, 10, 15% of the blame for the two losses this year and the kind of mediocre performance over five games? Sure. Is it Kevin Stefanski's fault? No, because Kevin Stefanski's been incredible. Mm-hmm. He has been. He's been incredible. Whether it's, I, there was one half, really like one half against Houston, where I was like, oof, not coaching well. Yeah. Other than that, in the Chiefs game and the Chargers game and every other game, Bears and, uh, uh, Vikings, Vikings. Savansky's been fine. Like, he's been great. Like yeah. Baker, it, it, this season, the whole off the story of the offensive season is Baker Mayfield. It is, and it's not more complicated than that. We are running the ball at a historically great rate, and mm-hmm. yes, that's because I think it's the best running back combo in like the past decade. Mm-hmm. But it's also because Kevin Savansky's scheming really well. Yes, and it, it, so. I'm sorry, OBJ is getting open, like, every time, right? Like, mm-hmm. Jarvis, when he was healthy, was getting open every Like, I'm sorry, I, there's no other explanation. It, it's, it all falls back on the quarterback is what it is. Uh, I, have a, I have another number for you, and it's the same number and same rate as sack, but uh, scrambles. Uh, he's already up to 13 scrambles on the year. Whew. He had 25 all of last year. He had 17 and 18 and 19. He's already at 13. Yeah. And they're not designed. They're not. It, it, defenses aren't pressuring him. Okay? Right. That's right. a problem. That's a huge problem. No, it is. It's enormous. Totally enormous. But you check out the you know the grades from whether it's pro football focus or you look at pass block win rate or uh, the win rate against pass rush, the Browns are like two or one. Yeah, no, our offensive line's been incredible this year. It's... And people want to blame the offensive line. Sure, they're not like Wyatt Teller's regress, but I could have told you that was going to happen. All right, uh, there's I mean, been Wyatt there's been games. Tonio's playing better. Treader's playing better. I actually Conklin is having a phenomenal season. Wills is when he's been healthy, which he, is he's been okay. Rough. I'll say okay yeah. for Wills, but you yeah. know, there's, he hasn't finished a game yet. Right, but but my point broader than that is like the offensive line's play is a unit is playing great. They are. They, they they really are. And so I, I know lots of, and I'm getting at the point of, you know, people go, uh, well, he didn't, um, it's the offensive line that's failing. I'm like, no, it's Baker. It's him. He has no feel. Right. He has None. no feel for pressure. The, the game speeds up on him so much. 
But, you know, he throws a, a five-yard dump off to Dave Njoku, who makes the best play of his entire career, and everyone goes, oh my god, Baker's back. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I know. I agree. I, I, the, the whole thing is just absurd to me. Like, it's just absurd at this point. It's it's incredibly frustrating. And to, and to go back to the the conversation that you posted or you you mentioned that we had on Twitter last night, it was essentially that you know the quarterbacks of Baker, Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannehill are all basically the same, and they really are when you look at you know from an air yards perspective, which is something I've been harping on all year long. And oh look, everyone else is starting to notice it. The difference, and I know, like, this is not really a, a subject-related, and, like, I think I'm probably, and you, I think, are on the same page, but mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people aren't. I think Ryan Tannehill is, out of all of those guys, like, the smartest. Like, mm -hmm. I think if Ryan Tannehill was, is, like, gifted in, like, his ability to throw the ball as the other three, he would be a top-five quarterback in the NFL. Hey, he uh, just doesn't have arm strength. Uh, I have some breaking news. Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be on the sideline on Sunday. Oh, why? Uh, he has tested positive for COVID-19. That is good news for the Browns. That's going to impact some stuff. Yeah. I, I know game plans already all put into, into you know, put into action and stuff, but making decisions on the sideline, that's going to have an impact on this game. Yeah. I mean, and... Yeah, I don't know. I like that. Like that's something. If Jarvis plays, that's something. Like, but I don't think the Browns are the favorites. No, they're not. I don't know why they're Even favored. By the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I still think the Browns are losing this one. I do too. I did but, before uh, Nick Chubb was ruled out. By the way. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I thought this was going to be tough. So I'm looking at the line around. The Browns are favored by three and a half. Oh, I'm betting Arizona all day long. Oh, I, I am too. Uh, I mean... Again, I don't gamble. I've said that 8 million times. I don't either. I did gamble, I would put probably... I mean, I, I I don't think 100 bucks is a crazy bet. No. If you, if, you have it, if you have it to spend and you have it where it's like, this 100 bucks isn't, isn't going to be the difference between me and paying my rent or electric bill, go nuts. I don't care. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Yeah, so like... Uh, you know, this line, three and a half, that's, I mean, also remember, three points always goes to the home team for being the home team. So Vegas ideally looks at this and says the Browns are a half point better in this matchup, and I don't agree with that. Not at all. I mean, like, I, on a neutral field, I'm taking Arizona by decent numbers. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I think people may be underrating how good Arizona is, and I think they may be overrating how good the Browns are. Right now, in the season. Yes. And yes. I mean... I mean, we're only five weeks in. This is week six, right? Like, a lot's going to change. It is. Is uh, Are the Cardinals... Where, where would you put them, uh, ranking them uh, as best opponents the Browns have faced so far? Because, you know, the Chargers are really good. Uh, the Chiefs are going through it right now, but they're still a good team, in my opinion, even though they're, what, two and three? Um, yeah, two and three. Yeah. Where would you put the Cardinals uh, ranking, rank-wise? So, 
I would say overall, like in a bat, not just five games in, but like Bay, like kind of like Bayesian, right? Like my pre-existing knowledge of these teams. Yes. And the five games we've seen, waiting the five games we've seen more. I'm going Chiefs, Chargers, Cardinals. That's where I'm at too. But with the play this season, I'm going Cardinals, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on both of those. So I, I uh, this is not going to be easy. I people think this is the same Chiefs team as last year, and like, let me tell you, it isn't. They're, like no, this, they're not. Team, this passing game is a fine-tuned machine, and their defense is really good too. Uh, I this team, this Cardinals team's tough. Yeah, uh, you brought up the Chiefs real quick. Um, so you remember how excited everybody was uh, for Baker Mayfield and his performance against uh, the Chiefs in Week One? Oh, are he... they like worst passive events in the NFL or something like that? Well, uh, here I'll pull up. I'll pull up Baker Mayfield's line. He went twenty-one to twenty-eight for three hundred twenty-one yards. He threw one pick. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you a stat line of someone who played the, the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Then I'm going to give you their most recent performance. I okay. want you to guess who it is. Okay. 32 of 48 for 387 yards and two touchdowns. That was against the Chiefs. And their most recent performance, they went 12 of 26 for 115 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Who do you think that is? Um... Wait, so, sorry, this is against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs and against an opponent, I have not told you who it is. Probably the Cardinals. Okay, this was Jalen Hurts. Okay, yeah, they beat when they whooped the Chiefs 42 to, like, 30, I think. Oh, they, they yeah, they, when they lost to the, the Chiefs 42 to 30. They lost yeah, to them. Yeah, when they lost to them, but that was that's uh, what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, the the twelve of twenty six for one hundred and fifteen was against Tampa uh, last night. Yeah, no, um, the defense sucks. Oh, it's bad. Uh, and Jalen Hurts no, also was, also yeah, not good. What you're asking, I was confused. Oh, um, that's my bad. My bad. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah, yeah, no. I I don't think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. No, like, but he, he lit up the Chiefs' no. defense better than Baker did been terrible this year so you know when we, when we look back and you know how everyone was championing championing that uh week one performance from baker um probably go back on that one yeah and, i mean and, I, and, and you know ease off the gas a bit like i actually think his and i don't think he played well against the chargers at all but like no he didn't he's more impressive because like the chargers like have the potential to be a phenomenal defense they haven't shown it yet but like the talent is there the coaching's there i just yeah. think it's taking time the the chiefs don't they don't they they i they have they have fallen off a cliff that i don't think many people saw coming um Granted, they haven't played with the full roster most of the year, but still, I mean that defense is is brutal. 
No, listen, the Chiefs are going to be fine. They will be in the thick of it to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. I'm yeah, not worried about the Chiefs. Uh, I am worried about the Browns. And again, I said this pre-pod. I think the Browns are – I still think it's given the Browns make the playoffs. But I don't think they're nearly as good as they once were. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I think playoff discussion, I don't want to say premature or they're not going to make it, but I'd probably peg it at 50-50 right now. Fair. Um, Fair. I think about, like, they have some softies coming up, and I just think, like... You're right, they do. I, I just I, – I have enough faith in Stefanski just especially given like the Vikings game, the Texans game, right? Like I think a lot of the teams we're going to play are between like the Bears and the Vikings in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. And I just think Stefanski is going to be good enough to win the majority of those games no matter how bad Baker plays. Like the Browns have a kind of easy schedule the rest of the way. Like this is – like there's some tough games. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. like – Basically, the two Ravens games and the Packers game mm-hmm. right now are the only three that I think are guaranteed to be tougher than the Cardinals game. What about so, what about one of the Bengals games? Our defense is I, trash. I, yeah, no, I'm not saying like the, the Bengals are given win, right? I just mean like I don't think they are as good as the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That, yeah, you're right. You're right. 100. Um, you're right on that. Like I, I think Stefanski will. I. I'm not worried about them making the playoffs because of the schedule. I am worried about, like, last year, and this was, uh, they've talked about this a lot on the athletic football show, actually. Mm-hmm. The Browns were weird last year because the advanced stats were like, yeah, this team was a really good team last year, and now they filled in the holes. But, like, some of the other advanced stats that relied more on box scores mm-hmm. thought the Browns were actually, like, closer to, like, a 6-10 and 10 team than they were a playoff team last year. Uh, because they were winning games by low values. Mm-hmm. And the, yes, they were winning games they were supposed to win, but they were much closer than they were supposed to be. Yeah. And um, um, it, it, so, like, it's this paradox, right? And I yeah, think yeah. the paradox can be explained by Baker's inconsistency. Right? Like, to me, the, the explanation for why there was the, like, that weird discrepancy is easy, right? Baker's incredibly inconsistent. Um,. My worry now is that, well, okay, what are we? I, I couldn't tell you what they are. Um, it, you still have the consistently inconsistent Baker. You're, you're without Nick Chubb for this week, possibly on Thursday. Quick turnaround, that's a tough task uh, <laughs> for Chubb to come back from. He's going to miss the next two games. He's missing the Cardinals game. He's missing the, yeah, he's missing the next two games. And, like, listen, the, the, the Broncos aren't a good team, but it, if the Browns are beat up enough, the Broncos could could pull out a win there. And the Browns oh, would be staring 100%. 3-4 and four in the face. 100%. Like, I, I, don't th- like, I don't think the Broncos are particularly good, but when a team is missing enough bodies, at some point it adds up. Yeah, I, 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 the Broncos, I think, are better. Like, the Broncos were this weird team, and, like, you and I talked about this preseason. Mm-hmm. They are, like, a very, very, very talented team with a really crappy quarterback. Sounds familiar. I think, yeah, I think they're closer. I think the Browns have better offensive coach by, like, 
leaps and bounds, which is what helps the Browns. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of talent, the two teams are closer than people want to admit. They are. And and we never know what the hell is going on with Pittsburgh. That's the third game uh, from now, three weeks from now. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. don't know what the hell is going on there. They suddenly looked competent last week, but this stretch is not as easy, I think, as people thought it was going to be. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not at all. No, I didn't. I thought this was going to be much easier. I I thought this was going to be like. You know, we we lose two of these games. And we're sitting at three. I I thought three and two were going to be here the, the the whole way. Okay, but I didn't think it was going to be this manner. And I thought like these next three games, they'll write off three wins. Who cares? That'd be good. I I have like coin flips on all three of these. Uh, uh, you know, if I had to say like win or loss for all three, it'd be coin flip. But I think we lose the Cardinals. I think Broncos coin flip. Steelers coin flip. Yeah, I think we're going. Uh, yeah, I, I probably am. I think we lose this weekend. I think Broncos are total 50-50, and I think Steelers are like 75-25 Browns win. Um, So one and two, two and one. I, I don't think we're winning all three. I would be stunned if we won all three. I'd be pleasantly, like, not surprised, but like, like okay, like, if we won two, I, my gut is it's one and two. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, right? Like, then the Browns are going, uh, they're 500. They're four right? and four. Yeah, eight games, which is good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you got to turn it around. Yeah. It, the, then they go on the road. Because this is a nice little three home games in a row stretch. Yeah. No, I mean, the Browns really should win all three. I just don't know that they will. I don't. The way I'm looking at that at this is expect four and four. Yeah. Be prepared for three and five. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I, I think that I would be as prepared for three and five as I would be for six and two. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's weird. Like, and you and I have talked about this. NFL is weird. There's not a lot of games, and like, there's like. You and I would be making like probably very clear predictions if like it was more than three games, mm-hmm. and I think be confident and be accurate. And it's just like it's three games, and it's a weird three games. It, yeah, it is a weird three games. I mean, uh, just I mean, if you look at like the Browns and what they've done so far, I mean, there was the fourteen to seven disaster game against the Vikings. I don't care what anyone says; that game fucking sucked. Okay, uh, the Texans game, I think they would have lost if Tyrod didn't exit. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I disagree, but I hear you. Like, I think your point's very fair on that one. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I think you're very fair. Yeah. The, the Bears game, I thought they were always going to win. Okay. Uh, Justin Fields in his first ever start, That was he was up against it. And Matt Nagy's a clown, so um, he, he had no chance in that game. Yeah. But it's just like, their wins? Is it is it fair to call them unimpressive wins? Yeah. Like, I like sure, like, sure, they racked up, like, sacks against the Bears, and, uh, you know, but you, you look at the wins, it's just like, they weren't, like, holy shit, this is, like, they shut down an elite team or a good team. It was, you beat some shit teams, and 
uh, one team you're lucky to come out with a win against. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts about this Cardinals game? Like, do you think, what do you think the chances of us winning are? Less than 10%. Yeah, I'm probably about there. I, I just think the Cardinals are too good. I, I know Chandler Jones is extremely unlikely to play. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is trending towards out as well, I believe. But that literally means nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray is just too good. The Browns have like nine guys listed as questionable for this game, including, you know, Miles Garrett, Javion Clowney. Just go down the list of, you know, defensive backs on there, too. That's, you know, also Jedrick Wills, Jack Conklin, who, uh, in Zach Jackson's opinion, uh, he doesn't think Conklin plays. Yeah, that's tough. So, I think injuries are piling up. That's not, it's piling piling up at the worst time, honestly, uh, for playing a team, because this would be, this would be what you would call a measuring stick game, Okay. Absolutely. But what's what's going to happen here is that uh, if the Browns lose, the the first word out of everyone's mouths is going to be injuries. And it's like, it doesn't matter how it happens, but that's what it's going to be. Just like the first yep. word out of everyone's mouth last week was the refs. I, I, I'm not here for excuses. I'm here for reasons why the team won or lost. Okay? Yep. Every right. team deals with injuries. Every I mean, right. team deals like, with shit calls from the refs. Right. I mean, like, this is my view about the Terod Taylor injury. It's my view about Cliff Kingsbury being sick. It was my view when Kevin Spancy couldn't coach the playoff game last year. And it's my view about injuries for the Browns this week. Right? Like, mm-hmm. guess what? The NFL game now is only 17. The NFL season is only 17 games now. Right? It was 16. Like, yeah. you're going to have to deal with it. Like, it, a tough toodles like <laughs> I don't know to tell you like you're gonna have to deal with it that's just how it is I mean it, 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 that goes for the same uh, like excuse that people have made about uh, you know Baker and his shoulder I'm sorry guys get hurt you're hurt or yeah. injured okay injured yeah, means exactly. you can't play yeah okay yeah. hurt is you can play and he's chose to play uh, the coaching staff has chose to play him we've heard repeatedly that the partial labrum tear is not going to impact this play. It's not, I mean, that we know. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, when you're only throwing five yards downfield, it's not going to impact your play all that much. But um, but the fact of the matter is, like, if, if that's what the company line is, we can't have excuses of he is injured or he's hurt. You know what I mean? And, and that's what you see littering the internet. And it's just, I'm not having it. No, I agree with you. I totally agree. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree. I, I just, I don't know, like, I mean, I feel like we've beaten this to death, but, like, every week gives us more material. It, it really does. I mean, and this is, and this is what I'll, I guess, I'll, I'll wrap up the whole Baker uh, thing with, is that throughout his entire career in the NFL, it's been about someone else. Yep. It was about Hugh Jackson. It was about Freddie Kitchens. It was about not being able to connect with Odell Beckham Jr. 
It was, and and now we have another excuse of his his shoulder. Right. At, at at one point, is he just left standing there alone, being like, "That's it." Because I I think if you haven't gotten there, which you should have gotten there already, that's where we're at. Yep, a hundred percent. No, I mean it is like that's what the world we're in is right now. Like. This is last year was supposed to be the year, right? Where Baker had the tools. I said last year was the year, and Baker, like, it was one of those weird years where the first half of the year, mm-hmm. it was not like like Baker was like, okay, he's not the guy. And the second half was like, okay, if he plays like this, he is the guy. And then this year, we're in like a weird world where he's nothing like he was last year at any point. He, he's like playing at the worst rate of his entire career. But it's the worst, but it's the worst in, like, a way that, like, he's not actively losing games. He's just, like, showing himself unable to win them. It, but he's doing just enough in the in the, in the the basic box score area where people look go, hey, look, he's good. It's like, no, he's not. Right. I mean, like, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I would almost rather have Baker from, like, the first half of last year. We're like, yeah, he was throwing a ton of interceptions and playing like an idiot, but like at least he was trying. He was taking chances. He's not taking chances anymore. Right. He he was he was still aggressive. He was still willing to to zip it in. He was still willing to, you know, do all the things that just have seemingly disappeared. Yep. But this is this is sort of uh it's gone from a, a Cardinals preview to just a, a Baker discussion, but that's generally how things go. Um, well, and it's one and the same this week. It, it really like, is. We, we did the talk, no chub, right? Landry may come back, right? Cliff Kingsbury is evidently out now. Uh, Cardinals have a better defense and really great passing offense than they did last year. And Browns, eh. I don't know the defense. But I don't know. I don't know what this defense is. Like I can't They're believe I'm about, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the Browns missed Clowney last week. Um, yeah. But, oh. Well. They definitely missed Clowney last week. But uh, I think that's more of a function of uh, his replacement being Tack McKinley than it yep. is necessarily about Clowney being some great defensive player. Right. No, I mean, I think the Browns' defense, like, that pass rush does, like, one thing. And when you don't have Clowney, you can't do that one thing. And it's not necessarily because Clowney's, like, special. It's like, we are, like to give Woods credit, he's using Clowney's strength, which is just, like, bad out of hell. Just cause chaos. Go fuck everything up for a minute, and we'll, we'll be good. Right, exactly. Uh, what I will say last week, JOK and Greedy looked really good. Um, uh, again, uh, real quick, hashtag my, lamb- line- <laughs> my linebacker, hashtag, hashtag my certified dude, okay? I don't know. He's he's a defensive rookie of the year for me, and it's not even pretty good close. No, it's, 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 it's a runaway, okay? Yep. But um, with that... Uh, we hope the Browns win. Uh, obviously, uh, we don't think it's going to happen. But hey, uh, anything happens in, in the NFL. Uh, you know, as they say, any given Sunday, uh, the Browns could maybe surprise all of us and do something we don't think they're going to, even with all of the injuries they happen to be up against. But with that, uh, just a quick reminder, like, subscribe, share, comment, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud. This is Believeland.com and RealBrownsFans.com.